What's up, y'all? She from Legacy Hustle here. I have a little request of you. If you truly appreciate what we're trying to do here and you enjoy the show, the sharing, the transparency, and the insights, as well as the inspiration we bring you with each and every episode, I need you to help us out as well by supporting. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, follow, and review as we work to get the word out to more people about the show. Also, please consider sharing the show with your entire network. Thank you. Enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? This is Legacy Hustle, a show that will highlight and amplify the stories of black entrepreneurs and their products or services that are impacting preceding generations, future generations, or cross-generationally. We use the word legacy not only to describe the solutions being created, but to also acknowledge our guests' impact on their own family, personal circles, through their wealth generation and creation. The show will explore what their business is, how they got it off the ground, and the trials and tribulations that they've experienced on their legacy hustle journey in an effort to both inspire and educate you, our listeners, who are referred to as our legacy hustlers. I'm Sheed, I'll be your host, and in this episode, we'll be talking to Kyle Maloney of Tech Beach Retreat. Kyle is hands down a technology entrepreneur, and in the last decade, Kyle has co-founded five different technology-driven companies in a variety of industries ranging from building sustainability, healthy food, local business search, technology business convening, and digital marketing. He's helped to raise over 10 million in US dollars for funding for different ventures across the Caribbean. And Kyle's companies have been written about in global publications such as Forbes, Essence, Inc. Magazine, and Huffington Post. Kyle's also a next-gen board member of the Inter-American Development Bank based out of Trinidad. He so kindly has just provided insights, wisdom, his experience, uh, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspires, motivates, and lights that fire in you to do your legacy hustle. So without further ado, let's get into this episode today. All right, Kyle, thank you so much for being with us today here on Legacy Hustle. So to yeah, help our legacy... Of course, of course. To help our legacy hustlers understand, um, you know, the amazing thing that you brought to bear, can you tell us a little bit about Tech Beach Retreat? Yeah, man. Uh, thanks a lot for having me, buddy. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Tech Beach really is, is about community. Um, we sought out to progress the technology ecosystem within the Caribbean um, by bringing together some of the best entrepreneurs, uh, some of the best investors, some of the best corporate leaders, and and really our uh, amazing technology leaders globally to really drive the overall technology ecosystem in the Caribbean forward as we see it as the next frontier of, of, of possibilities, you know? Um, and so we bring this community together through a couple of things. Through one, a series of events that we host annually across multiple cities in partnership with amazing uh, large brands uh like facebook or, or or youtube and that sort of thing and we have an amazing retreat hence the name uh that is hosted in montego bay jamaica uh that we bring together these people um to just chill just relax you know um and, and be productive at the same time um over a three-day weekend 
Um, so so it's, it's an amazing community that, that, that we've developed over the last uh, five to six years. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And, and it sounded like there was there was more than than just the that segment of it. Right. You said yeah. sound like yeah. you're going to talk about a couple of other elements as well. Exactly. 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 So 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 in a, so as a, as a build on from the events, we launched our uh, first technology accelerator program in the Caribbean uh, in partnership with a large organization called the Inter-American Development Bank. Yeah. Um, and and the, the DMZ at Ryerson University is our content partner. Um, and this accelerator program brings together some of the best tech companies from across the region, uh, quite frankly, uh, uh, over two cohorts uh, and representing 14 countries. In the last year, these companies have raised over $50 million in funding, so, uh, which is a narrative that isn't known. And so we're really working to be able to, to give voice to, to, to the amazing work that is happening in the region and let people know about the cusp that we're on, the transformation that's about to take place that we're really trying to drive through Tech Beach. So talk to me a little bit more about, you know, this, this is amazing, right? You're, you're speaking yeah. about some of the impact, you're talking about the ability to build this community, and then you're also engaging in these accelerator programs, um, and you're having significant impact when you talk about the number of countries and then the number of um, dollars that they've been able to successfully raise towards the different businesses that they have. Yeah. Where did your inspiration to start this up come from? And how, how did you get this thing going? <laughs> yeah, good question, right? So uh, before starting Tech Beach, uh, I started uh, another company that was meant to be like the Yelp of the Caribbean, right? And we managed to raise $2 million for 25% of the company. So a, a decent $8 million valuation. Um, and, and that hadn't been done in the Caribbean before. And that was in 2014. We managed to, to raise the money, uh, build an amazing platform, uh, scale the team, and, and, and really have a decent impact. Um, but the goal was to raise another round of funding. And we didn't raise an extra round of funding, and we didn't run the company in a way that we were profitable. We were running it based on, 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 on invested capital and hoping to raise the next round. And we didn't manage to raise the next round because we didn't have that sort of investor ecosystem that we can go to to really help us scale. And so when that company ended up failing, uh, we really, my, my, uh, my business partner now, uh, Kirk, uh, he approached me and said, listen, we really need to focus on developing the overall ecosystem such that when you begin another tech company or anybody that's building a tech company in the region has that ecosystem of other founders they can they they can relate with uh, investors that they can speak to mentors that they can that they can have conversations with and just generally people who would have built and scaled companies previously but that doesn't exist in what you started here today and so I think you he's like I think you're very well positioned to be able to to, to carry that narrative of founding a tech company having reached a certain level of scale but not being able to do it and so that was the impetus and drive coming from a very direct experience in, in myself. And that was in 2015. And, and, and the first event took place in 2016. Um, Kirk, having uh, had prior experience hosting events and bringing communities together in this way, um, really helped to narrow down and focus on the technology community in particular. Um, and, and it was really his drive to begin that first event, um, really helped to bring things together and, and, and crystallize it uh, in, in, in an experience that not even myself had envisioned how the experience would have been. 
Um, and, and, and now we're really known for that, that retreat amazing experience that people come and they're like, man, this is, this is amazing. Uh, you really capture the essence of the Caribbean in this event while still being productive, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's incredible, right? You, you talk about the ability to go in, you were developing and creating something completely different at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an inspirational speaker by the name of Willie Jolly. He says, every setback is a setup for a comeback. And yeah, so man, even sure. though you had established this business and, you know, you were hopeful it was going to flourish, you call it the Yelp of the Caribbean, yeah. it did not progress well, and you were able to continue working with somebody who was backing you then to come together and establish this in the effort to ensure others don't experience what you experienced. Yeah. So man. That, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing, you, you know, that, that journey and where this legacy was born from. Yeah. When you think about starting that and working with Kirk to make it happen, where did y'all get the initial funding to just create this ecosystem? Yeah. So the initial funding uh, actually wasn't a lot to be able to, to, to start uh, the first event, right? Um, I had uh, my own marketing agency and my marketing agency was generating decent revenue and I was taking some of my, some of my capital that I was making from that to be able to start, start the event. Um, but Kirk uh, did a really good job initially of leveraging relationships that he had already uh, because he hosted another series of events uh, as before this um, to be able to get um, uh, some credit uh, because people believed in, 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 being able, in his ability to be able to execute. And so uh, we were able to, to, to pay a lot of the costs related to execution after the event. Um, thank God that it, was end up, it ended up being successful and, and it ended up being a really good story, you know? Otherwise, things might have been a lot more tight. But, um, but, but yeah, I think, I think going, going into it, uh, leveraging some, some credit and support of the community that really want to see something like this take place, um, a few drops in a bucket uh, gets that bucket filled, you know? So a lot yes, of different yes. pieces came together. Yeah, and, and just continuing with that same analogy you just used, um, that bucket is now overflowing. Six years later, it continues yeah. to do well. You spoke about some of the big names leaning in with you, not only on the community side of, of the aspect of, of Tech Beach, but also starting to talk about how you're branching out and, and you're leaning in with accelerators and other partners to ensure uh -huh. that you have a robust system and ecosystem in place to hug around all of these founders. Right. And so talk to me about something that's really exciting about the business today. Yeah, man. I think what's really exciting is seeing the transformation that's taking place across the region in terms of when we first came in, uh, we really struggled to find uh, like a, a handful of solid, solid technology founders. Now, five years later, uh, there's a proliferation and that's amazing to see. And we want to, to, to see that continue to significantly multiply. And so how that happens is, is, is through us providing this framework, this ecosystem that enables so many more founders to be able to win, you know, and more founders to share that story. And us sitting here now in this position, knowing where we were five years ago and knowing what is possible in the next five years, we're excited about being able to, 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 to step to the next phase 
which is to be able to launch a fund to invest in these companies ourselves and be a capital driver for their growth. Right now, that's the missing piece. Uh, so these founders raise capital through multiple different means. Um, but unfortunately, within the region, there isn't the structured focus venture capital fund that's focused on accelerating tech. And so we hope to be that final piece. And that's what we're working on over, over the next, over this year, actually. So we hope to make an announcement around it soon. All right. Good stuff. I'm, I'm sending a positive vibes that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's fun. All right. Um, and so you spoke about, you know, the next segment that I dive into really um, digs to uncover what sort of challenges you, you've, you've dealt with and faced with. And you've already shared with us, um, you know, when you established your Yelp for the Caribbean, what happened there. But in terms of Tech Beach, can you talk about some of the different challenges or obstacles that you've had to overcome? Oh, yeah, man. Um, I mean, still overcoming. Uh, the unfortunate reality is that um, the, the leadership that be in the, in the region um, know that technology is something that, 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 that can have that sort of multiplier effect. Um, but unfortunately, um, due to not understanding themselves how to, to best capitalize, I guess even self-interest drives everything, right? So for your for their own self-interest, um, the progress that we're seeing is nowhere near the rate that we would ideally like to see. Um, and so it's a constant uphill battle um, to be able to convert and help people understand how they can drive value ultimately for themselves and then overall for the overall community. Um, so, so, so that by far is our biggest challenge from from really helping the corporates that sit on a lot of uh, actually excess, a lot of liquidity within the region and the governments who are the facilitators of, of business in the region. Those are the, those are the two biggest challenges for us um, because the rest of the ecosystem in terms of obviously the entrepreneurs are excited, ready to go, always, always coming up with things. Um, uh, people that we have access to in terms of mentorship is, uh, is, is amazing. And then some of the large technology brands that we, we partner with, we have partnerships with like Visa, MasterCard, uh, AWS, you know, like obviously like, yeah. like the rest of the world is, is, is knowing that this is exactly where we are today and, and what the transformation can look like in the next five, 10 years. Um, but uh, the, I guess the establishment here, that's the, that's the term, the establishment struggles to really understand um, how they fit well. And, and how are you bridging that gap, right? Because what you're effectively talking about, Kyle, right, is you've introduced something new to the area that the area has not had the opportunity to really um, connect with and tap into in a way that y'all have brought it to life, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of the partners may understand perfectly well what you have going on because it's very similar to different ecosystems that are in place in the U.S. or in Europe. Um, and so when you talk about introducing this element that's never been there before, how yeah. do you start educating the government on what this is, how it could be a benefit to all, um, so that they embrace it with the spirit with which you're bringing it? What, what are you doing to tackle that? That's a really big, hairy problem you're talking about. Yeah, man, it is, it is, it is, it is. And, and it's, a it's, a it's a slow battle, quite frankly, in terms of the progress, um, to, to be made. Um, and, and it's a, it's a one, it's a one convert one person at a time kind of thing. It's a, it's a, it, it's a, it's a validation sort of thing 
within our region, uh, we tend to give credence to people who have done things on the outside and, and, and come back in versus people who are focused on, on just on doing things on the inside, unfortunately. Um, and so, so it's a multi-pronged approach that we try to take to really um, build that level of credibility um, so that when government decides to work with us, um, it feels less risk and they can see that, hey, um, we can drive the outcomes that we say we're going to drive. And so um, I think we're in a, we, we've done a good job over the last few years to really establish ourselves in that way. And, and we're seeing things gradually. We're, we're parts of conversations that we weren't part of before. Um, we're, we're seeing the, the interest there and, 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 and it's, it's not at the rate that we want to see it. And so that's why it really is our biggest challenge. Um, but, but I mean, as an entrepreneur, I, I always have faith that tomorrow will always be brighter than, than, than yesterday, you know? Yeah. There it is. So Legacy Hustlers, what you're hearing is probably, in, in all transparency, one of the, the toughest problems yet to date of anyone I've interviewed, right? Um, so so he's talking about dealing with multiple countries across the Caribbean and trying to yeah, exactly. appreciate and understand what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. And so you're talking about connecting with a multitude of individuals to help kind of share your story, as well as ensuring that you know, your partners continue to see the benefits of connecting with all of the founders um, that continue to pop up across the Caribbean, right? So yeah. you, you want to ensure you continue moving the ball around community, um, as well as the accelerator uh, aspects. But he's also talking about the fund. And then growth and scaling is definitely something where you want the government to ensure they're leaning in, understand your vision, and are helping it take off. That is such a big challenge. I'm sending nothing but positive vibes to your way, Kyle, and the rest of the Tech Beach fam, because uh, it definitely hits me hard on how trying that is. So yeah. let's see how there's anyone out there that's listening. If you have uh, different strategies that could help Kyle and the team out, don't hesitate to reach out to them and contact them. Uh, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to hear some of your your perspectives on on this matter as they continue on the journey. Kyle, what would you say has been the toughest sacrifice that you've ever had uh, to make for this business thus far? Oh wow, um, the toughest sacrifice. Um, yeah, so in in anything that you're really passionate about. Um, the sacrifices focus, right? The sacrifices is saying, listen, I'm going to go really hard on this thing and not look at other things that might, might be of uh, similar type interest. Um, you might, you might actually be getting, might be getting maybe a, a better financial return. Um, but here is, is, is where I think a lot about legacy and impact, you know? Um, and so, and so the sacrifice might, I'm hoping that it's a short-term sacrifice, um, hoping that the end goal, the end objective return will be the impact uh, that we're able to achieve, whereby we begin to really see significant transformation take place um, where so many more companies are raising uh, significant funding and, and so many great companies are able to scale their impact and solve meaningful problems across your region. And so, so that sacrifice really is, is, is saying, listen, I can probably be putting my time to other things that can probably give me a better financial return today. But in terms of the impact long-term and, and, and uh, my legacy, um, it, it, it's definitely going to fall short in that way. And so it really takes a certain level of focus and commitment and belief 
that you can really make that difference. I dig it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. When you start thinking about where Tech Beach is heading and yeah. what it can be, right? Um, you've spoken about, you know, today, you know, something exciting is the ability to start standing up that fund. But down the line, as you think five years from now, right? You've come five years, six years now. You're where you're at. Great progress. What's the next five, six years looking like? Yeah, man. The next five, six years is uh, our ability to really catalyze that growth with the capital. Yeah. As well as us connecting other ecosystems for more companies in our region to be able to tap into Latin America, which is our neighbors, uh, to be able to tap into the African markets, tap into the US through those connection points that we, we, we bring, you know, and be able to be able to be that bridge for these other ecosystems to tap into our region as well in terms of in terms of expanding their products, in terms of uh, investment opportunities. We really want to, to, con to, to move from just being the connector of our region to the connector of multiple ecosystems, you know. Um, that's something that we're really excited about and continue to be that bridge. Like our vision really is, is, is just being the, the best bridge for mentorship, for partnership, for capital, for, 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 for entering into markets. We just want to be, continue to be an amazing and more powerful bridge. I appreciate that. So what you heard Kyle just talk about legacy hustlers uh, up to now, they've been really working hard within the Caribbean across all the different islands and countries within the region of being that bridge and connecting everyone with one another in some shape or form with some of the partners externally leaning in as well. But for the future, they want to be that bridge to the rest of the world. What an amazing, <laughs> bless you, brother. What an Thank amazing, you. amazing concept that he's bringing to bear along with the rest of the Tech Beach team. Um, so. Next segment that we're going to go into is what we lovingly call the five minute hustle. It's just a call and response segment where we have the opportunity to learn some of the tangible um, elements or nuggets of wisdom that legacy hustlers can apply to their own businesses or concepts that they're coming up with based on some of the things that you are doing. Right. So first thing, what initially held you back from becoming an entrepreneur and how did you overcome it? All right. So. My context is a little different. Uh, my dad is an entrepreneur. Um, uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few months ago um, in May last year. Yeah. Um, Sorry, brother. And uh, he's, he by far has been my, my biggest inspiration. So he used to own multiple retail and clothing stores uh, in Trinidad. Um, and growing up, uh, I used to used to take me with him to to choose the products. He used to buy stuff out of LA, uh, out of China, out of Miami, and I'd go with him on these trips and and just understand like how to build a business and the grind and the hustle um, to really start and and uh, building businesses and 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 solving problems in that way really was something that was ingrained in me from from young. You know, I see the the ups, the wins, how excited he gets when. When, when sales go great, how, how disappointed he is when things aren't going so good and, and just that hustle and grind just from the go. It's my mom that came in and uh, gave that other side, that other balance to say, listen, you can, you can and, and, and will be an entrepreneur, but uh, give yourself, uh, develop that next side of yourself, that technical 
analytical side of yourself. And, and my undergrad actually is in aerospace engineering, you know? So my mom was the one to say, listen, you're going to study uh, in, 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 uh, in the Caribbean. You have to study like science subjects or business subjects or, 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 or history, art and that sort of thing. Um, my mom was like, listen, you're going to study science subjects. So I studied physics, chemistry, math. And then went on to study aerospace engineering. And, and that was a real strong child for my mom. And aerospace engineering in particular, because I love, I love, I grew up flying with him. And so I love uh, aircrafts, you know, and, and that was my initial first love. Um, and in university, I started my first company. My dad is like, bro, um, son, <laughs> no, bro, son, you're in, you're in America. Uh, like start a company, you know, start a company, see how it's done, see how, see how the Americans build companies and, and learn. And, and, and even if it doesn't work and you fail, it's about understanding the process and getting the fear of starting out so that you can learn to start. You can have that fear removed when you start something else, you know? And so in university, I started my first company that allows students to buy and sell items from each other. And we made ad revenue from, from selling to the pilot shop and, and, and the bars. Uh, and they, we sold it at like four or $500 a month. And we made about three, four grand a month on, on this company. And I was like, man, this is amazing, you know? So, yeah. so, so it's not like you created eBay, the sort of eBay. <laughs> is that what it was yeah. like? eBay, uh, yeah, online yeah. shop sort of situation? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, just yeah, focused yeah. on focused on our, on our university. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I went to school in Daytona Beach, Florida, Embry Riddle Aeronautical University. Right. Um, and 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 yeah, and so that was an amazing experience. And so so that's how I got into into entrepreneurship. Um, at that stage in, in, in my life, having my first company in that way. Yeah. All right. So, so what you heard Kyle just talk about was, um, for him, entrepreneurship was something that was already ingrained into him from very young because his father exposed him to it. Right. And so his, his ability to overcome that fear based on the lessons from his father very early on was something that he never experienced. There was nothing that truly held him back because he was able to start exploring that early on. And so even when most of us think about failure and how failure, um, the potential of it holds us back from trying something because we don't want to go through that, Kyle embraces that. And you've heard him talk about multiple different businesses that he started up or he's had over the years just within the context of us talking about Tech Beach. Do not fear failure. Just lean into yeah, it. If something doesn't work, then you learn. You understand why it doesn't work. And the next time you're iterating and building something, you can learn from those lessons of the past. All right, Kyle, what's the best business advice you've ever received? Yeah, the best business advice I ever received uh, was from my dad, where he said, um, uh, after, after I failed with my first company, I remember him coming into into my apartment um, the day where we told the team, all right, this is it. And came in and he was like, so when we started the next one, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so when we started the next one, I was like, what? He's like, I mean, this is all part of the journey, bro. This is all part of the journey, son. Uh, let's, let's begin. What, what are we, what are we working on? I know you have like tons of ideas. This is yeah. not your only one. Let's go. So he's always been my biggest cheerleader and, and motivator and driver in that way to remind me that that failure is, is, is just a, a stepping stone in the journey is a necessary evil that, that just, like, just like going to work out where you, you, you have to strain your muscles in order to break down your muscles in order to really strengthen them. 
uh, that failure as part of your journey to become a successful entrepreneur is just is just a necessary part of the journey. And that mindset and that support, specifically at the point in time where you might feel you're at your lowest, that's that 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 was the greatest. That was for me is one of the greatest turning points and 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 supporting pieces to ensure that that I was never stuck in that mental mode and space for longer than I needed to be. Mm, mm, powerful. What business book, magazine, or podcast kind of fills up your your business mindset and and fills that cup up? Right. Um, yeah. What would you recommend to our legacy hustlers that that you tap into? Yeah, you said it right, the mindset. Um, and so it's important to fix your mindset and understand what is expected um, and, and how to create and tap into that ecosystem coming in, right? So it's, it's, it's not only just about understanding how to solve your problem or product uh, with your business, it's what is the mindset you have going in? And so uh, an amazing book for me that was like my foundational book uh, was this book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich, right? That really was about understanding to tap, of understanding how to tap into that mindset, understanding, uh, thinking about the community that, that, that you're in, understanding the pieces really that, that come together that really help drive you to think so much bigger uh, and, and, and build something that's really amazing and lasting. Yeah. Love it. And that was Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that right. was a foundational book, man. All right. I'll make certain, Legacy Hustlers, as always, that this information is in our show notes so that you can refer to it right alongside the website and the social media handles for Tech Beach, Tech Beach Retreat and Kyle, so that you can tap in, see what they're doing, go on their journey. Um, if you want to reach out and connect with the ecosystem in some way, shape or form, those are going to be all the ways that you do that. Uh, favorite online tool, app, or internet resource that you use for the business now that before you weren't aware of? That it's like, oh my gosh, how was I doing anything business related without this before? Yeah, I'm I'm big on on productivity tools, man. So I'm always trying new stuff, always. So so I'm actually like so I'm actually utilizing two productivity apps right now, which probably isn't the best thing, but. I just like testing other different experiences. So I'm using this one. I'm using Trello, which is like super well known. And I'm now testing on another one. Well, I'm, well, actually, I'm testing three. I'm, I'm using another one called ClickUp and, uh, and Notion because Notion's been recently trending. Like within the last two years or so, Notion's been trending. So I've been really trying to see what's the what's the hype on Notion and, and really figure figure things out there. So so those are those are cool ones in terms of productivity that I've been using. Then there's another one for email called Superhuman. Uh, Superhuman helps to really uh, help you to get on top of that inbox because that's always a big challenge for me, man. I'm really ensuring that I have my emails well organized and be able to not let things slip through the cracks. Um, and Superhuman has been amazing, an amazing application for me. I'm, I'm just going to double click in it. I know it's the five minute hustle. I'm making it longer because I'm yeah. asking you these additional build on questions. But uh, I love some of these tools that you're throwing out there. When it comes to productivity tools, help our legacy hustlers who may not be tapping into those or aware of what they are, learn a little bit more. What's, what's a productivity tool? Yeah, a productivity tool really is a tool that helps you to manage the numerous tasks that you may have going on. And for me, uh, I have a couple businesses. 
So in it, so Tech Beach is my one hundred like one hundred percent main focus. That's like my ninety percent time, and then my ten percent time I spend within uh, advising other companies and uh, supporting uh, uh, my marketing agency that uh, drives value in terms of in terms of. Uh, uh, supporting marketing campaigns across the region. My brother is like the lead driver for that business, but we have, I have as well, uh, Chef Made, a food business that is driven by my sister. And then I, I do mentorship across numerous other companies. So productivity tools really help you to, to, to manage the numerous things that you may have going on, uh, streamline them and track progress over time to ensure or reduce the likelihood that things slip through the cracks. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for that. And then on the email tool side, you know, you talked about superhuman. So why something like superhuman versus just using a Gmail account? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, Gmail hasn't progressed well enough, or I, I haven't figured it out because I know Gmail actually has tons of, uh, tons of unique features that if you mm -hmm. dig in, uh, you, can, you can find to help create different filters to really get things a lot more robust, but it isn't as intuitive as an application like Superhuman that focuses specifically on, okay, let me find the similarities within these emails. Let me organize them for you. Let me place them in this way. Bring things that I think are important up to the front, help you categorize them really well. And so, so I think Superhuman does a, a more aggressive job at helping you to, to organize your, your, your inbox such that over time, it becomes so much easier to manage, you know? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Legacy Hustlers, again, I'll make sure and I'll put all of these tools and resources in the show notes. Kyle, you were just talking a little bit about some of the other businesses that, you know, you have your family members leaning in with that you're also engaged with. I want to create space for you to not only talk about Tech Beach, but those other things that entrepreneurially you're leaning in with and, and helping to, to create a, a groundswell and a movement around. So can you talk about some of these other businesses that are within your family? Yeah, man. Um, so my sister is a chef um, and uh, she was really focused on uh, like uh, going to work with other restaurants. And then she started a catering business. And I saw how um, one for one, people loved her food and how great the product was. Um, but how unscalable just uh, doing catering uh, would be over time. She would just have to continuously pound the streets, uh, making making food and catering for basically she'd be tied to this for the rest of her life. And it's not, it wasn't necessarily, it's, the approach she was taking wasn't scalable. And so we came in, to my brother and I came in to, to, to think about how do we create a platform that uh, would transcend just her and the goal with Chef Made really is to allow people to, to, to get amazing, healthy food delivered to them anywhere they're located. And we build this platform that we can now scale to other countries and not just focused on her being the head chef and, and the factor point, but we want to enable to build a marketplace as well that people can, can, can get food from other amazing uh, chefs through our platform as well. And so... We've gone from just a catering business to a platform type business and, and that sort of platform thinking, uh, which is not something that was within her mind frame at all. And so this is where we're, where we're moving with the business. Love it. I love it. And then you also highlighted a marketing business. Do you want to talk about that at all? <laughs> um, not so much. It's, it's not been like my main focus by any means, 
Okay. Um, but it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm good at. My brother and I were good at. And we work with a few different clients uh, across the Caribbean. Um, and, and it's been something fun to do um, for us, quite frankly. And, and, and we work with a few large companies. And so we get to choose projects that we want to work on. And it's, it's a good sort of like shift away from the things that I focus on every day. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, in, in Legacy Hustlers, it was important for me to come back to that because what you're hearing and seeing from Kyle is not only um, a focus on uh, Tech Beach, which in itself is such a strong legacy hustle, but then you hear from him how he's also leaning in with his family members to find ways to drive entrepreneurship as well. So that's another way he's establishing and building legacy with his peers. So again, always be cognizant of ways that you can bring not only your gifts and talents, but you know, if you have family members who are also interested and there's a way to amplify something they bring to the table too, don't hesitate to think about what that could potentially be. Kyle, really appreciate you coming on the show today and talking um, in such a transparent way about all the experiences that you had. I wanted to give you an opportunity to leave our legacy hustlers with some closing words of inspiration or wisdom. So I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, man. Um, I think I think the biggest inertia uh, for someone starting a business really is 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 that fear of of starting small, that fear of of, of failing, um, and not knowing where to begin. And the reality is that is that uh, I saw this. Um, I was reading this book called Atomic Habits, right? Um, and uh, there's this curve that 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 that, that people kind of get stuck in when they're thinking about doing anything new, right? Uh, the curve kind of starts really flat and you feel like you're not making too much progress. And then you get to that, that, uh, that inflection point whereby things begin to finally click and work well. And the, the gains start to become exponential. You start to get significantly better. But most people end up getting stuck within that first phase there and never really get out of that trough because they don't know like, where the light at the end of the tunnel is. But rest assured, if you stick at something long enough, no matter how much time you give to it, whether it is you devote one hour a day, two hours a day, half hour a day, you, you, you will gradually get better at it. And so I want to encourage people who are thinking about starting that business, starting that thing, to just start, you know? Just start, yeah. And gradually just make that progress, chip away at it, chip away at it you know, and, and, and eventually you'll get to that point. You know, uh, I think of so many successful people who became successful at later stages in their lives. And, 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 and so that, that is a motivating factor for, for, should be a motivating factor for you that at no, at any stage in your life, whether it is you're starting early or you're starting later in your life, like that success can come at any point in time. But we hear so much stories about the young, the young kid that became a billionaire or raised millions of dollars or whatever, and, and you think that maybe your time has passed or you think that you need to be at that stage. But the reality is that on average, the most successful entrepreneurs are, are, are the ones that are in like their late 30s, 40s, and 50s because they have that experience that they can tap into. They have the trust of the community that they can tap into. Um, and so, man, just, just begin, just start. Powerful words of wisdom from Kyle today. Legacy Hustlers, I hope you enjoyed today's show. And Kyle, thank you again so much for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. 
What's up, Legacy Hustlers? I hope your cup is overflowing with inspiration, motivation, and knowledge after listening to our guests today. And if it was, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, comment, and share with your friends so we can continue to grow the base of listeners. Shout outs to Chris from Sideline Records for always producing an amazing episode. Jonathan Leonard, we see you. Thank you for the uh, intro music. And to our listeners, until the next time we connect, please don't get in your own way in the pursuit of your dreams.